Hi listeners, I hope everyone is staying safe in these troubling and emotional times. We did record this episode before the protest started. We support the cause and the protesters, but this was not addressed in the show as it was done prior. Thanks for listening, and here's Record Night. Listen to Record Night. I'm Chris. I'm Ryan. And how do we do Record Night, pal? Well, we draw a theme from a hat, and then we each pull a record and show it off to each other, we think, matches that theme. Which, this tonight's theme is yeah. the best album from the year you were born. I gotta say, man, this one was a hard one for me. <laughs> uh, I, this uh, one wasn't I- super hard for me. Um, although I, I was just kind of bouncing back and forth between two. Yeah, I, I was stuck between three, uh, and uh, I settled on the one after much deliberation on the one I think that I uh, probably the best. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, um, it was your choice, so it better it, be the best. Yeah. So uh, it's been, I don't know, a month and a half since we got since we uh, seen each other last. It's been a while. You've been buried been, under schoolwork, and I... Uh, yeah, buried under schoolwork. I was a little sick right after I finished that up. Mm-hmm. You feeling better? Oh, yeah. I think I stressed myself into a cold. That, that that's a good thing. All it was, right? Like, um, yeah, seriously. So, uh, my sister-in-law, she works at Starbucks, and today, uh, one of her coworkers came in, coughing, sneezing, shit all over the place. And uh, after my she my no, she's the manager of the place, so she asked uh, her if she was sick, and she's like, "Oh yeah." And it t- turns out she work also works at a care center where there was a COVID outbreak. Mm. And so uh, they shut the whole restaurant oh down, God. and everyone at, at um, Starbucks announced to go on corn for two weeks for this dumb bitch that came in sick. Like, God. it's like, not only is she an idiot, but it's criminal, man, but she's a minor, so I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, you that's just that, forget that they have to be careful now. Like, nobody yeah. wants to be careful because it's inconvenient. Yeah, but uh, it's all right, though. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, we're both doing good, and good. we're both we're talking records. Uh, yeah, man, I'm feeling, feeling all right. And you're feeling all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so ready to talk records, listen to records, hang out, drink beers. I know we're, I know we're apart from each other, but sitting around listening to records, drinking That's... beers or hard seltzers in my, my case. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love, uh, Boulevard Ginger Lemon Rattler, so I'm pretty good. Oh, so that. good. Yeah. Yeah, I did a, create a six pack, uh, last week. Kind of, uh, that's a good question. There was a lot in there, <laughs> <laughs> but I drank through it. So, yeah, here you are drinking hard yep. seltzer. I know I should have saved one. <laughs> so I was born in 1986, right? Right. I was born then, in 1990. Ah, uh, yeah, and um, and it, you know, I had a I had to go through the list of releases that year, right? Uh, and so I noticed that in 1986, all those early hardcore bands that I love, like Minor Threat. They they'd either turned into Fagazi or um uh-huh. or or they're just now they turned into crossover thrash which is um mm. which is not my thing uh you know so like not yet so, the more the more I keep pushing uh thrash yeah, yeah. albums on you you'll get there yeah and um well, I uh actually the the group I picked the album I picked were actually a punk band in the beginning they were a hardcore punk band yeah in nineteen eighty eighty one uh, they were a punk band. Uh, but no longer after that. No longer after that. 
But um, one second. So uh, you know, I, I almost went with the Smiths. I almost went with uh, Husker Du's. Almost went. Uh, I think I almost went with the Metallica Rooster that year, didn't they? Yeah, maybe. Did they do yeah. Master of Puppets that year? Yeah, they did. Yeah, Pastor of Muppets that came out, and um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so uh, but I settled on a on a one that stood out to me, but uh, I gotta be honest, this this uh, they were sort of a blind spot for me, right? Right. Uh, but um, let me clear my throat. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot the rest of it, man. Can you do it? <laughs> I'm gonna let the beat mm, drop, and I picked Beastie Boys. Uh, uh, Beastie Boys, License Steel, their first record, at least in 1986. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, and uh, I I know you're bit you're a Beastie Boys fan, right? I am. I do like the the later stuff. Um, kind of so Hello you, Nasty. Uh, Hello Nasty is my favorite. I think Intergalactic is one of the best songs ever written. So, were you a fan of their their uh, the mix up? So when I first tried to listen to it, I wanted like rap stuff. Like I wanted, I wanted like a normal Beastie Boys album. So I listened to it. And I'm like, they're not even saying anything. This is dumb. So I've actually never gone back and visited it. But now that my tastes have changed a little bit and what I appreciate is different, I want to go back and check it out because I think it'd be cool. Yeah. So why this deal was released in 1986? I can tell you exactly when. Uh, shit. It just says 19, November, 15, November 15th, 1986, right? Dang, almost 1987. Uh, no, but not. So let's go ahead and get this in here. Uh, so uh, BC Boys, they were a hardcore band uh, from New York. And um, they released a record call, or a uh, single called... Uh, shit, let me pull this up. <laughs> uh, they released a one novelty song called Cookie Puss about a... Uh, a ice cream sandwich treat in New York. And uh-huh. It was a it was a, it was a uh, hip hop song, uh, and it it blew up. And they decided to just change their whole style to hip hop. Damn, that worked out for them. Oh, it worked out really well. Uh, I got I gotta say though, man, that this um license to ill to me is a punk record. It's a hard. It's a mm. it's a punk rap rap rock record. I guess. Is the best way to. That's how I felt. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely has a lot of guitar and. It's very rap rocky, as far as I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, the Beastie Boys—they are composed of three dudes: mm-hmm. uh, Mike D, really Michael Diamond, uh, Adam Yalsh, uh, MCA, rest in peace, and uh, Ad Rock or Adam Horvitz. Uh, I would say probably the most distinctive voice that everyone who either hates or loves Beastie Boys or re- recognize Ad Rock. Uh, yeah. Basically all breath monkeys him. <laughs> yeah, they got um their voices got a lot more distinct as they got older. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like if you listen through um like to the five burrows, mm-hmm. like that one, it's like every when they're switching between verses, it's like everyone has their own unique voice. Like one's got kind of like the gruff, lower scratchy voice, one's got the ad rock voice. Yeah, Ad Rock sort of his own thing. Yeah, <laughs> Ad Rock almost reminds me of a uh, early Fugazi with um with the Guy Picciotto's voice, where he's like, oh, you know, like uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I picked I picked the uh, Beastie Boys um, ill uh, license to ill, and I, like I said, they're sort of they were sort of a blind spot for me. Yeah, um, you want to know what I, my pick for 1986 was? Absolutely, it's Horse Bites, Dog Cries by the band Di. Di. 
It is, okay. I think, like a really hidden gem punk album. Okay, I'll definitely check it out. It's very, very pop punky. The lyrics are a little weird um, in that I th- I can't tell. It, like, I can't tell if it's trying to be like satirical or sarcastic. Um, uh, we'll talk about listening the lyrics later on today, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is just more of uh, like a DI thing. It's like you're listening to it and you're like, I can't tell what you think about this. Although I'm listening to a punk album, so I feel like you should be against it, but you're not <laughs> being scathing enough. So it sounds like you might be for it. Okay. So, but it's a uh, great album. I re- highly recommend checking it out. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely look into it. I got nothing but time, pal. Uh, so uh, my wife hates the Beastie Boys, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but uh, I, uh, you know, I've been listening to this record. Yeah, I listened to it three times since since I chose it. Nice. With my wife in the room, and I go, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it was so nice. So I, I really end up really liking this record. Um, I'm really glad I picked it. Uh, but what is what is what is your feeling? Is nice and still. Um, it's not my favorite, uh-huh. but it's still good. I think it's interesting, kind of hearing Beastie Boys do more of like a like a classic hip hop style. Because mm-hmm. I've got a soft spot for that stuff, like, you know, older Run DMC or Grandmaster Flash. Uh, Houdini. Yeah. Just, I like I like that style, but I like what Beastie Boys grew into. Yeah. But I definitely agree this is in, like, the top albums released in 1986. Oh, God, I'm so fucking old, man. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I also, I, I think it has a really iconic cover... Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Great I know album that art. it's 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 a it's an like BC Boys have a a pretty big legacy spanning all all genres, all genres of music, music really, and um they are to this day I think one of the top selling rap or rap groups uh of all time. Right oh, now. I believe it. Yeah, uh, they they were uh, something else, but um you know what? Uh, I think we should give the listeners a chance to go through license still right now. Yeah, or we should get into it. So you guys can find this on Spotify. Uh, I mean, you'd be hard to find it now anywhere, but on Spotify especially, um, you'll be able to find a license still. So we're going to give you 10 seconds. You can pause this, and uh, we'll come back to uh, you come back to our review of License Still by the Beastie Boys. So, License Still, Beastie Boys. Welcome back. Uh so I have a few things written down, but I want to say that this record is all about having fun. Oh it's yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun. It's record. super fun. Yeah. Um. So it's uh, ill. It's ill. So the first track, "Rhyme the Ceiling." <laughs> Good one. I I love that it has like a sweet leaf sample in it. Oh yeah. Um. It's a. Uh, it's it's it. To me, this sort of gives you an idea of what the rest of the record will kind of sound like. Uh-huh. Uh Because uh. Because it's really just them talking shit. <laughs> like, like um, <laughs> there's so much shit talking. I love it. Yeah, uh, you know they're just talking about. Sh- I mean, it's it's old school hip hop, so it's um they're ju- they're just they're just rhyming, I guess. Right? Like, uh, yeah, I I think this song had some really good lines. Like, uh, what was it like? I shot Betty Crocker, uh, deliver Colonel Sanders down to JV Jones' locker. <laughs> it's good or never cower, never shower, and I'm always stinking. 
so uh, this this song is really it's just uh, basically big guitars, but you know mostly just like a every now and then is a guitar, but mostly just a beat, just drums yeah. and the guitar. And the guitar is um, a Black Sabbath song. You can't really go wrong with it. No, you can't. Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah. It just kept repeating that over and over. Again. I know. I was like, yeah, yeah okay. Um, Who? It's Excuse a, me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun though. Like I I, I liked Ryan Steeling, and I like I said they were a blind spot, but I've never not heard the Beastie Boys. So like like I've, right. I know what the Beastie Boys sound like. Um, <laughs> and hey, this is a great uh, track to start off the record. And then we get and then to, it just kind of keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. On the, to uh, the new style. New style featuring DJ Hurricane, but this has probably the most iconic Beastie Boys, uh, well, one of them, uh, which is, uh, I fucked it up earlier, but I'm going to try to do it now. Uh, fuck, maybe I will. Um, Dude, yeah. If you need help, Let I can do it. Let me clear my too. throat. Kick it over here, baby pop. Well, the fly series, feel the beat. Mm, drop. And that's, yeah. uh, that's uh, what everyone says when you, when you like, like, that, I can't, I can't imagine any more perfect, <laughs> more perfect, uh, Four lines to uh, really tell you what this record's about. It's great. yeah, and they even sampled the mm, drop on uh, yeah. Intergalactic. Oh yeah, I heard. That. Yeah, I read that. Um, I I uh, actually wait. Have you heard that? that? Have you heard Intergalactic? I've heard the song Intergalactic. Or the record. Yeah. Song? Oh yeah. No, the record's Hello Nasty. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard Intergalactic. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Just checking. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I gotta check. Cause if you haven't heard it, you're missing out. <laughs> I love the big stops they had in the song. They have a few big stops, like, like that. Yeah, after they, they say kick it, and then they kick yeah. it. Yeah, they kick it for real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the bun, the burger, like the burger, the bun. Like they changed the apple to the peach to the plum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love, um, as far as lyrics go, it kind of seems like on the whole album, but especially this song, like mm-hmm. the way they talk about guns makes it sound like they've never held a gun. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Like she's like, I know guns are cool, so I'm gonna write about it. But yeah, they, yeah. they absolutely do not seem like they've ever held one. <laughs> no, I mean, I think part of the charm of the Beastie Boys, they kind of seem innocent. You know, yeah, like, a little bit. Like when they when they talk about being a badass, there's no way listening to them can they don't sound badass at all. Especially Mm-mm. when you have Ad Rock in there talking shit like 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 um like uh you know, cool on the corner, hot summer's day. Like really, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, the part all they do I, is drink beer and hang out at White Castle. How badass yeah, can they be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that uh, MCA talks about having a twenty-two automatic in my person, but um, I don't know, man. Like, like the BC Boys, like I said, this is a all the way fun around. Uh, like, yeah, and it, if they didn't do Paul's boutique after this, which I'm a little bit familiar with, they would have been probably just this band that did this this silly ass record in 1986. Yeah. Because it's a silly record, but I, that, I mean, it's also one of the high. They're probably highest selling record. Um, oh yeah, this has kind of like a, a lot of their big singles on it. Mm-hmm. Six of them. Yeah, they did six singles for this fucking record. Jesus uh, Christ! I really like near the end of this song where you've got kind of like the, um, like the woes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. like the backing track, and it's just like a bunch of woes happening at the same time. That made me laugh. Oh, 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 we're Brooklyn or whatever. Yeah, yeah whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, which is um, it's kind of it's kind of not kind of it's very ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. But that's okay. And then we it's get still fun. 
Yeah, then we get into She's Crafty. Yeah, another a, fun one. Kind of like a dick swinging song. I want the best, best way I can put it. Not yeah. a bad dick swinging song, but it's a dick swinging song. I love the and, story uh, in it. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a nice little story. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Um, so Her name is Lucy, but they, but they call, call her Lucy. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, uh, she's, uh, she's, she's scratching. She's just my type. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to steal all your crap. And then I love when they list off what their crap is. It's just crap. She's like, she's girls crafty like ice is cold, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got the lyrics pulled up. Roll, go down to the bottom when they list off what she stole. uh, She had taken the bed and the chest of drawers, the mirror, the TV, the new good card cord, my control, my old skateboard. She She took took all they own. Old skateboard. Yeah. She stole from man. Uh, In fact, she stole a guitar cord, not the guitar itself. But nope, the just the cord. cord. Uh, and she stole the TV, and then after she steals the TV, she steals the guitar cord, then the remote control. Then, because she can't have the TV without the remote control. Oh, yeah. I'd never have a TV without a remote. Yeah. So, uh, in, in this, I do like the story, because it makes it seem like all the Beastie Boys live together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Mike D and Ad Rock and MCA, they all live in the same house, you know? Like uh, One guitar chord between the three of them. Yeah, they, they just share and it's um it's a fun song though i i mm-hmm. I, uh, I like this song quite a bit uh i like the guitar it, riff but i don't recognize it but i assume it's, it's a sample kind of like what they did on the rest of the songs zeppelin's the ocean oh okay i'm not yeah, yeah i've never really delved too much into zepp yeah i'm not like uh, you know everyone talks about how zeppelin's great and i just there's just so much shit i need to listen to that i'm just i, I don't know man i just can't do zeppelin I know what I like from Zeppelin, and most of it seems to not be that. I like Immigrant Song, I like Cashmere, oh. I like Stairway to Heaven, mm-hmm. and most of it's not that. Okay. All right. And that one, I think it's Black Dog. Yeah. The hey hey mom, I said the way you move, gonna make you sweat, gonna make you was, was it Was it Zeppelin that did the CSI Miami theme song? I thought that was The Who. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is The Who. What am I thinking of? Fuck. I also don't really like The Who that much, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to like a guy who's a pedophile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul, T- Paul Townsend. Uh, Pete Townsend. <laughs> Not Paul Townsend. But yeah, let's move on to uh, Posse, Posse in Effect. in Effect. Another song where it's just the Beastie Boys saying who we, who they are and what they yeah. do. <laughs> I really, I thought the instrumentation on this was really weird, but really interesting. Like, you got these kind of like echoey drums and every so often these like bursts of like walls of noise would show yeah. up at Actually, the end of yeah. phrases and i loved I do, it i do really like that um uh th- this whole record has like a bunch of guitars in it you know um mm-hmm. and i i kind of i mean i i like that about it but i mean it's all stuff like it's all like wild thing <laughs> like sort of like <laughs> like you know like uh it it doesn't take a uh a guitar wizard to play the riffs in this but that's that's what I guess. What's punk rock about it? Um, Although the two we've talked about so far that have had that are guitar samples have been played by guitar wizards. That's true. Or at least that's people true. who are very well respected. I like Tommy Iommi. I don't really care about Jimmy Page, but oh, you're you're you. I mean, do you like that little strap he has on his uh, on his left hand? His little like, finger thing. Yeah, because he cuffs the he cuff the tip. Yeah, of the his his hand, the hand of doom is what they call yeah, it. <laughs> and he's he's got to be close to done, right? Tommy. I don't know. Tommy. I, uh, 
But I mean, Posse Effect is a. It's a. It's probably one of. It's not my least favorite song on the record, but it's. It's not like my favorite by by a long shot. I liked um, it. Um, yeah. It just. Uh, it does some fun things. Apart from like the DJ scratching the get busy y'all get 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 busy y'all. That was fun. <laughs> and the. This uh, what I do best. Why you at a party? Your girlfriend fest. You know. <laughs> I liked the. I'm disgusted, 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 disgusted. Because <laughs> reading that in the lyrics, they just wrote "disgusted." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, you know, they just they have a lot of they have a lot of stuff. You know, YMCA have got nothing to prove. You know, like yeah. like they they just they announce who they are a lot throughout. They the say their name so much. You know, Mike it's D's, their uh, it's their space filler. Mike D's day off every day of the week. <laughs> Odd D, keep it on. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I do like the fact that they're announcing themselves quite a bit. That's just I don't, I don't think there were any songs on this album that I just didn't like. Okay, yeah. I mean, which I, I really enjoyed about it. It's, it's what I look for in a best album of a year. And uh, the samples were Pee Wee's Dance by Joe Ski Love. That's the sample in this song. Okay, I didn't even notice the sample in this one although i did notice the sample in the next song slow ride well yeah the sample bow, uh, now, 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 song, now, right? now. no <laughs> it's low rider yeah but in that fog hat no that's war i think you're right what the fuck's wrong with me fog yeah, hat um, did low ride down oh, now, yeah. now, 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 yeah. now, take it easy. Yeah, I was thinking, like, when I first heard this song, like, that's 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 that song, Low Rider. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, and they just didn't they just didn't resolve the melody, they just did the first part. Yeah, um, I like I like this song quite a bit. Um, it was good. They, they, um, they this is the second time throughout the album that they mentioned Brass Monkey. Which I know there's a whole song about it. Yeah. I feel like I've never gotten confirmation about what Brass Monkey is. I think and I remember, right? right? Uh, yeah, when you listen to Brass Monkey, it's obviously a drink of some sort. But for whatever reason, when I was in school, everyone was like, "Oh, it's weed! It's weed!" <laughs> and then I'm listening to it, and I'm like, "How did you ever think this was weed?" They keep talking about how they're drinking Brass Monkey. I don't. So here's what Brass Monkey is. I'll tell you okay. the, the um, cocktail is chunky one part monkey. vodka. Yeah, Chunky Monkey. Um, one part vodka, one part one part orange juice, and one part dark rum. That sounds so. It's like a screwdriver with rum in it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, with the Brass Monkey, you'd think like like there's banana or something in there, but um, I guess not. Guess not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, this I've was before a, monkeys liked bananas, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I don't like Brass Monkeys. The person I've had it for. Cause I, I was like, I'll get a brass monkey, you know, like like when I was like twenty one at a bar. And they were like, oh, that funky monkey. Yeah, yeah, I was like that chunky monkey. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, they also talk about eating chicken, Colonel's chicken, yeah, uh, Heineken, you know, uh, yeah, drinking uh, beers, hanging out at White Castle. Yeah, That's White all Castle. They do. They got thrown out though. They got thrown out of White Castle because being <laughs> bad news is what they're all about. <laughs> And White Castle is all about good news. Yeah, yeah. They got my boy Mike D. I got King Ad Rock, but um, I got the <laughs> Jamie with the ammo inside my sock. <laughs> I love that line. 
They they talk about guns so much. I didn't realize how much guns talking there was. I don't. Record. I don't think that one's about a gun. Oh, okay. His love so, gun. Oh, oh yeah. His uh, love pump. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's uh, why the ammo's inside his sock. Yeah. Get it. And then and then we talk. Uh, we go to the girls. The, the, the silly song on the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's you know I d- I did some research on the ad rock. He's made the Kathleen Hanna bikini rock. Oh, bikini girl. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, this song I can only imagine is just sort of a parody, <laughs> like like just sort of like it seems like a parody. Yeah, you know, girls to clean my room, to do the dishes, do the laundry in the bathroom. Yeah, two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and this I, song I also has the third mention of White Castle in it. Yeah, and it's only been played once live, by the way. Oh really? Um, yeah, June first, nineteen ninety five, at the Cadillac Expo. Because <laughs> yeah, Did they just hate the song. Yeah, that, uh, I imagine. I mean, uh, so here's what uh, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a it's a weird song. It is a little but, weird. It it stands out and like it does kind of sound like a novelty song. It's a it's a goof. I, I imagine yeah. no no the instrumentation's uh, really catchy. No, oh, yeah, dun, 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 dun. and you could yeah, I could learn this in a day too on the on piano, right? Or oh, you keyboard. could. <laughs> yeah, probably. Dun, 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 dun. I I feel like I've written it before, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've tinkered it out before. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a goof song. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people that actually believe the Beastie Boys because we're about to get to that song right after this. Um, but girls, it's a it's a kind of short song, right? Yeah, it wasn't too long. It was like maybe two minutes, if that. Maybe two minutes. Yeah, uh, and then we get to fight for your right. Uh, yeah, their biggest song. Uh, and uh, knowing this song, it uh, knowing about the song is that all the shit they were just they were fucking clowning the people who did this shit. Like it was. Oh really? really? Yeah, yeah. They wrote this song, and it's like everyone in bloom. <laughs> like, like um, <laughs> they they wrote the song, and uh, it was making fun of the people that said shit like this. The whole song, but but uh, the funny thing is that everyone who heard the song that loves it, they just it was that they they wholeheartedly believe this with these with they wholeheartedly like yeah man I don't want to go to class I like porno <laughs> that sort of thing <laughs> but it was written as a satirical sarcastic jab at party anthems that makes sense um, so it's, it's tongue in cheek and when fact. I heard that it, when I heard that I was actually I liked the song even more yeah <laughs> so. It was released the same year as Walk This Way. So, another kind of, like, rap-rock crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, which, maybe people were super into that in 1986. Well, I can tell Paved you... Paved the way for Limp Biscuit, you know? <laughs> oh, what would we be without Limp Bizkit? Um <laughs> I Honestly, I think this song is better than Walk This Way. But I've, I've always yeah. kind of... I've just always kind of disliked Aerosmith. Right, I mean, but I like Run DMC a lot. Yeah, but I agree. No, Aerosmith sucks. So, uh, this song, everyone knows it. Have you seen the video? It's they got a couch and pointing it with their hats. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think of. I mean, the it's pretty. Sh- I mean, the the lyrics are pretty short. You know, uh, obviously, my favorite line is your mom busted and said, "What's that noise?" Is all my mom just jealous? It's the Beastie Boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I told you that when we were listening to the song today. I, I looked at her face. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're just that. jealous. <laughs> yeah, you're just jealous of the Beastie Boys. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's um, that's Fifer, right? Like we- this album just has like 
it's like three songs in a row of like their biggest songs. Yeah, with the uh, girls fight for your right and no sleep till Brooklyn, which is actually uh, based off a of Radiohead, not Radiohead, Motorhead song called "No Sleep Till Hammersmith." Oh, really? And, uh, and the guy who did the guitar in "No Sleep Till Brooklyn," Carrie King of Slayer. No way. <laughs> no, for, for yes way. He came in and did uh, the lead guitar for that song. I feel and, uh, like the opening riff of this song sound like feels like it's going to resolve into that. I believe in a thing called love song. <laughs> like it has a couple of chords in a row that it's like this is fucking i believe in a thing called love yeah uh, i'll be rocking this probably eight days a week you know yeah i think my favorite line in this one mm. is white boys got more rhymes and then they stop rhyming <laughs> 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 they only say two lines and they're like well we've got the most rhymes and then they just let it sit they don't they don't rhyme anymore. It reminds me of the uh flight of the Concords like Yeah, yeah. I'm the uh, rhinoceros, my uh my lyrics are bottomless and then he just hangs out. Hip-hop. Yeah. I'm the hip hop. Yeah. I fucking love that song. Uh I like the song a little bit more though. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good song. I like it, you know, like um while you're working while you're at the job working nine to five, you beastie boots a guard cold kicking it live. Not just kicking it live. Cold kicking. Cold kicking. Cold kicking. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, great, great song. Yeah, good. And then we get into uh, Power of Fear, which is probably uh, my favorite song off the record. It's, I think it's the weirdest one. Yeah, so the, the drum beat was actually a, a Roland drum machine played backwards. Yeah, you could definitely yeah. tell it was played backwards. Yeah, because it has that, thump, you know, but it's, uh, I actually really like this song. Quite a bit. I, yeah, I really liked it. But I have a question about the title. Why is it called Paul Revere? <laughs> did Paul Revere grab two girlies and beer that was cold? Yeah, I think he did. I, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that what he was known for? Uh, I think so. Uh, okay. Yeah. He also he also uh, expected your, your cash and your jewelry. Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I love that part of the song. My name is Mike Dean. I get respect. I see. I, I, I quote that shit all the time, but I just... I put my own thing. My name is Chris O, and I get respect like that. You know? <laughs> a shower and some food is what I expect, you know? That sort of oh, thing. Oh, I never shower, but I also uh, never cower because I'm always stinking. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I think this is a, a song where uh, Ad Rock really makes his presence known uh, mm-hmm. as, as a whiny guy. Like, uh, was, hey, yo, you know this kid? I said and didn't, but I knew he did. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, but um, Paul Revere is probably my favorite song on this record, honestly. Um, it's really good. So why don't we talk about my least favorite on the record? Hold it now, hit it. This song is probably that has the closest in, the, in any of this record to having a melody when it comes to singing or uh-huh. rapping. Yeah, I it was I don't know as least as a single it was, but it's not my favorite one either. Um, yeah, it's uh like I don't dislike it, but. Yeah, of all the like, I was having like a real good time, and then Paul Revere finishes up, and I was just like, ah, it's it's whatever. It didn't really stand out to me. They talk about White Castle again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but, yeah. I mean, because your pud slapping, ball flapping got that juice. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I never talked about. I've never seen you mention ball flapping, but now I'm gonna think about it. Yeah, I, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Hip hop and body rock and doing the do. Beer drinking, breast drinking, sniffing glue. Obviously. They're here for a good time, not for a long time. Did you know anyone who sniffed glue growing up? 
No. I think think in, like, fifth grade, there was one kid who, like, tried to sniff, um, like, rubber cement, and he got it confiscated. But I don't even know if he was trying to huff it. I think it was more just, like, this smells bad. I want to smell it more. And he was like, oh, you're huffing. And kid in fifth grade got got, uh, suspended for trying to huff white out. (laughs) So... That, that's all I know. But I gotta say, man, uh, I think in the 70s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, I think it was a big thing to sniff glue. Because the remotes talk about it, too. But, um, so weird. Huffing I mean, is weird. Huffing, yeah. You could, uh, I mean, I remember re- uh, seeing documentaries in school about how this shit will fuck you up. Like, you, you know, like get brain damage and shit like that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, sniffing spray paint and turpentine and all. I got a cool question, man. I, I don't know if you ever did this. I did this a few times. Did you try to play the pass out game? No. Damn it, dude. Um, <laughs> of I'm, course I'm, not. Uh, I did. Because um, um, I hung out with the idiots. So, uh, it's you know, you breathe and you push this wall and your friend will take their hands and push them right below your jaw where the, the wet is and they do it until you basically like, you you sort of go limp for like 15 seconds, right? Uh-huh. And I, I did that three or four times. Um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I can't believe I just showed that. But now I'm telling you about it. Nope, never did that. I'm glad I'm alive. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, I know people have died that way. Um, but yeah, let's you know, let's move on to the next song. <laughs> Brass, Brass monkey. monkey. That funky monkey. I, uh, I love the like squeaky horn sample in this. Like, oh it yeah, sounds it sounds like a fun drinking night. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, brass monkey junkie. <laughs> but, yeah, that funky monkey. They, uh, but uh, if I remember correctly, I didn't really like bass boy brass monkey that much. If I remember that, I didn't like it uh, a long time ago, but I had fun with it now. I, like I, I like- somehow grew to appreciate <laughs> a weird like. A uh, pretty juvenile song. Yeah. So the thing is, I, I do like the term that you, they say, uh, "monkey tastes death" when you pour it in ice. I remember people used to use the term "death" to mean like badass or awesome. Mm-hmm. That shit's death, yo. But um, <laughs> but uh, I wish people still did that. Maybe maybe you and I should bring it back. I think right? we should. I think that's a deaf idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the drums on this song are like surprisingly bassy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I was listening to, I was listening to this on headphones. I was just like, "Holy shit!" I I, I saw my I saw my wife. She was nodding her head in a few moments, and every time I caught her nodding her head, I was like, "Are you into this?" She's like, "No, it's just there." So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I really like this record. Um, I, I, I do too. Like I'm now considering because I don't have any BC Boys in my collection right now, except for on a CD. Yeah, but I, I'm I want to kind of get some on record. Oh, I'd get this shit on vinyl immediately. Oh, yeah. This would be perfect. Um, and I wonder if I could get a used one that's like just an old original pressing of it. Um, then we get to uh, Slow and Low. Right? Slow and Low. Yeah, it was It was pretty slow. Uh, yeah, it was, was. I think that was the point. But like they said, like the point of this one is to dance to it. And I'm like, how do you dance to this? Like It's almost like too slow. Yeah, and White Castle's mentioned in it again, too. Oh, yeah. Fifth yeah, White, White Castle reference. White Castle Kai's only come in one size. <laughs> I love the line in this about it. It's all hard rock. There's nothing soft. <laughs> but when they say that, like, it's a funny line on its own. Like, the instruments, like, trade off. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, with like the vocals and the words, it, I don't know. It has a really cool effect to it, like where the, it copies what the words are saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I mean, it's really clever. This song has a lot of clever shit, and I think, I think when they say stuff like uh, it's ridiculous, but they know they're being ridiculous. Yeah, you know? and I think you can kind of revel in that ridiculousness a oh, little yeah. bit. I love it. Uh, that's why it's a fun record. It's ridiculous. It's um, it's cool to have fun sometimes. Like it's okay. Yeah. Just right. It's a, it's alright, man. Sit back, listen to the Beastie Boys, be nerds for a while, and just enjoy it. Because yeah, they're nerdy. That, that that's one hundred percent true. Like like, but you know, uh, let's um go to the final track. Time to get ill, which you were last week, but not in the ill the theme. Yeah. But what ti- what what's the time? It's time to get ill. <laughs> I think this song has a really cool bass sample. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would say I like all the samples between the verses because they change them up. Oh, yeah. So you get like samples from like TV shows and soundtracks and all this. So like this is my favorite song on the album. Oh, OK. My my favorite song is still Paul Revere. Um, they talk about cold chilling, you know, and say cold kicking. They're cold chilling. The spot the microphone stand. Yeah, they're uh, not kicking anymore. They're they talk about drunk. drinking a quart of monkey. Um, yeah, it's so a lot of the, monkey. I know they like monkey quite a bit. They they talk about Mr. Ed for some reason, um, <laughs> and uh, they also reference. Uh, well, at least looking at here, they reference some um, Rolling Stones with the line, "I'm cool, calm, and collected from the class I was rejected. Just me and Mike D, and MCA, were rarely disrespected." And that's uh, from a Rolling Stones song. Can you guess any of the song? I don't know anything about the Rolling Stones. <laughs> well, it's a song called "Cool, Calm, and Collected." Oh, okay. Of course, she's, she's well-respected. Cool, calm, and collected. If, okay, you know, people have that, that, that fight, Stones or Beatles? Where are you on that, that spectrum? Are you anywhere in that spectrum at all? Um, I would say I'm Beatles, but that's because I like one Beatles album, and I don't like any Rolling Stones albums. Is it Abbey Road? Yeah. I think we talked about this. I think so. Yeah, like I, I legitimately like that album, but I keep trying with the Stones, and I just think they're boring. Yeah, I mean, like everyone talks about like um, Sticky Fingers or whatever. What's that mm. record called? Exile, Exile, and something Avenue, whatever. Like so, I really, I like Paint It Black. I think it's a great song. I think oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sympathy for the Devil is a great song. Um, Gimme Shelter, great song. Like they have three really good songs, but I. Th- think they're all on different albums and i'm not gonna <laughs> listen to a whole album for one good song i i like the personality of keith richards quite a bit mm-hmm. i think he's awesome but i don't give a fuck about the music they make at all nope but there's there's an argument made that keith richards created riff rock think so that, i mean that's that's an argument i didn't say it was i have uh, i'm not i'm not a musicologist in that way so i'm not gonna go uh say that he created riff rock but I would I would disagree There's with an it. Argument to be made for it. There are All a right. lot of riffs in like early rock and roll, so I don't know what people are talking about. I think they're talking they're talking about uh I can't get no banana. I fucking hate satisfaction. Yeah. That is the worst riff that people love. It's awful. It's such an easy song to play and it doesn't even sound like he's playing it right. But but the thing is, uh but so he says he can't get no satisfaction in sixty seven. But in sixty nine he says uh you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you get what you need. So, what does he really want? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah, I know. Um, putting it out there. You're putting, yeah. uh, putting Keith Richards on blast. Jagger. 
Jagger, Jagger. I want you. To, uh, I want you to come on the podcast, and you're gonna tell us you really fucking want. Yeah. All right, dude. <laughs> Jesus fuck. All right. Uh, Call us. Email us. Yeah. At recordnightpod at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we also are on uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash recordnight. And, uh, You're also right. on Instagram at recordnightpod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If so you, yeah. T- hit us up, Mick Jagger. <laughs> Suck on it. Uh, so, li- uh, License to Ill. I like this record. Um, I recommend it. It's probably one of the best records out of 86. You said your was uh, DI, right? Yeah, but I think this definitely gives it. This one's more iconic. I oh, it's think. an icon, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think I, DI I is more important the... for me. Um, okay. But this this album is super iconic, super important, and I would I would totally agree that this is. Uh, uh, I would agree with you. Best album of eighty six. All right, cool. Beastie Boys, uh, license still. I'm gonna definitely vi- revisit this more. Or Boots and the Beastie Boys probably more because of this. So, yeah. You're born in 1990. What came out that year, man? So much stuff. But I think it was a really weird year for music releases, at least as far as like my taste goes. Mm-hmm. A bunch of bands I like released albums I do not like. Like what? Pixies released Bossa Nova. Don't yeah, like I'm not it. a big fan of Bossa Nova. I'm a, I'm a Doolittle guy. Yeah, Doolittle, Come On Pilgrim, Surfer Rosa. Yeah. Like their first two or three things are great. Yeah. Um, Danzig released Danzig 2. Danzig One is his only good album, um, but he still tried to follow it up. Uh, apparently, apparently, I mean, you knew this. He's just a complete asshole, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You should watch his new movie that just came out. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard For about movies it. that don't suck, Verotica. Ver- okay. Ver- it's, uh, maybe I will, man. <laughs> That's, it's, uh, it's sounding hard already, I gotta be honest. I, oh, I've seen clips of it. It looks, it's, it's fucking awful. Um, have, you, have you seen it? Not the whole clip. thing. Just clips. Okay. All right. Uh, Cannibal Corpse released Eaten Back to Life. Ween released God Ween Satan, The Oneness. Um, Do you like that Ween record? Nope. That's in the bands I like that release albums I don't like. And that just might be because it's still kind of early Ween. They haven't really quite come into themselves yet. They were still kind of like a lo-fi, noisy thing. And I think Cannibal Corpse is kind of along that line as well. Um, but on the other side of the coin... A bunch of bands I don't like released albums that I think are pretty damn good. Um, okay. Judas Priest released Painkiller. Okay. Classic metal album. Slayer released Seasons in the Abyss. Best Slayer record. I don't like Slayer, but I like that album. Okay. And They Might Be Giants released Flood. And you like you don't like they you don't like they maybe be giants, huh? Nah, not really. Okay. And that's fair. And alongside with all those a bunch of bands just released like greatest hits albums. Like the year was just <laughs> greatest hits albums and weird releases. You know, it's the last decade. A lot of bands were hoping to cement their uh, their place in the end of the end of the century. You know. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it was it's just it was weird. Remember I was going... say that people were like it's the nineties. You know, you can do whatever yeah. you want because it's the nineties. Yeah, it was just a it was a really weird year for that stuff. Like I was looking through the release list and I'm just like fifty percent of these are. Greatest Hits albums. All right. Yeah, well. Um, But I did have a runner up, Mm -hmm. uh, which was another one that kind of falls into the albums by bands I don't like that are good. It was uh, Megadeth's Rust in Peace. Okay. That was 1990, Uh, huh? That was 1990, which is their only good album. And it's amazing. I think it's better than anything Metallica's done. 
It's just a classic, classic metal record. But I didn't want to do two thrash albums in a row. Plus, like, in my heart of hearts, I think, like, Primus is my favorite band, and I think Frizzle Fry is better than Rust in Peace. And you wanted to bring Primus up at some point, and you were going to. Obviously, uh, yeah. Uh, my my pick for 1990, which is no surprise to you, Fugazi released Repeater that year. Repeater's in my top five records of favorite records of all time. So, Repeater, 1990, for me, easy, 100%. Like, when I found out what year you were born, which is not too long ago, I was like, okay, Repeater, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that was immediately <laughs> my thought, and I was kind of pissed that I couldn't, I wasn't born four years later, so I could right. say Repeater. <laughs> because, I, like well, I said, I struggled. But, um, you, you, you went through a lot, man. Um, but, uh, Primus is, uh, Frizzle Fry. And, um, yeah. So, Primus, Frizzle Fry. Why Primus you- Frizzle Fry. This is their debut album. Mm-hmm. Came out. Oh, so debut. Okay. Debut. Okay. Uh, February seventh, nineteen ninety. Um, which this came out, and this, this had, there's a little bit of like your Primus lore behind this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're very there. There's a lot. I'll I'll regale you with all the fun stuff. Um, but originally the band had a different guitar player and a different drummer. Before they recorded this. So you got Todd Huth on guitar, Jay Lane on drums. Okay. They left the band in 88-ish or early 89. And mm-hmm. the new drummer, Tim Herb Alexander, and Larry Lerland joined <laughs> after that. Um, I will from now on be referring to them both as Herb and Lur. Okay. Because um, <laughs> that's just, that's what they're called. Um, they joined... Later, um, so a lot of these songs, especially the guitar, it was written by a different guitar player. Okay. So this album kind of has a different vibe, or at least a different guitar style than the rest of their albums. Mm-hmm. It's still good, but it's different. Um, like, I think it's like 60 to 70% of the songs on here that aren't like the filler songs are yeah. written by a different guitar player and just learned by the new guitar player. Okay. Uh, I do want to mention my only exposure to Primus is the Tony Hawk soundtrack. Before right, this. that's from their it's, album after this. Oh uh, yeah, with Jerry was very Scar Driver. Um, Great album. That's actually my favorite album. Okay. Of all um, time. Oh really? The second yeah. the, the the second Primus record. Okay. Yeah, Sailing uh, the Seas of Cheese. So there, the members of this band also have some decent pedigree. So before Primus, Lur, the guitar player, was in a band called Possessed, which is in like. It's generally between them or this band Death as being the original death metal band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, and then Herb later on, I think after he left Primus, was in the Blue Man group for a little bit. Okay. And he was on one a, one or a couple uh, A Perfect Circle songs. Yeah. Dude, I don't really care that much, but the only reason I listened to those songs was because he's drumming. And then Les Claypool's played with everybody he's just an amazing know, if i remember correctly player. i think Les Claypool he tried out for jason Newsom's position in metallica uh, or they tried out after the original uh, bassist cliff died yeah and they didn't want to hire him because he was too good at bass that's what they say i think that's more of just like a haha he was too good i just don't think he matched the vibe at all yeah. like, he went in there and he's like what if we jam some isley brothers and they yeah. were all just kind of like uh i got this fretless bass does that work 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I think he was a little too weird, didn't quite fit the vibe, but it's like, he went to high school with Kirk Hammett. So it's like, okay. he knew all of them. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, maybe Metallica would have been really good if he joined them. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, Les had his own idea of what, what music should sound like. Yeah. Um, so the, those original members of Primus, uh, Todd Huth and Jay Lane, actually, they all came back together to make a, an album under the uh, name of Sausage. So it was like the original, original Primus lineup release an album in like the mid 90s. And it was actually pretty interesting. And then Jay Lane actually rejoined Primus as the drummer for an album called Green Nagahide. What do you think of Green Nagahide? It's not my favorite, but it's still good. Okay. I mean, right. there's not a Primus album I dislike, um, but that one's kind of like one of my least favorites. Okay. Uh, do you, uh, So do you, you find this in Spotify, right? Yeah, I think we should definitely get into it. It's, it's on Spotify. That's where I listen to it, even though I have it on record. <laughs> I have it on vinyl. <laughs> Yeah, you're like I'm. I'm. I'm busy. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I gotta. Right. I was walking around doing chores and stuff while so, also uh, taking th- notes. This is Primus's Frizzle Fry. Yep. Okay, so I had one thought after listening to this record. Yeah, what you got? I thought this is a very Ryan record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had texted me. You were like, yeah, yeah. What did you What did you say? Like, this is yeah, this uh, is. This is a Ryan record, yeah. Yeah, this is, I, I listened to it, and all the other stuff you showed me before this, I hear it in this record. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, you know what? This makes sense. Yeah. Um, now, I, I want to start out saying that Les Claypool, uh, one of the guests, one of the best bass guitar players of all time. Easy. Yeah. Uh, and he's, it, he's more original than Flea. Um, yeah, he's got an interesting style, which I think is an important part of being a good bass player. Like, there's a lot of bass players out there who are, like, you know, doing, like, you know, finger sweep picking and tapping yeah. and doing crazy shit, but it's not interesting. And that's why I like Primus so much is because not only is the stuff really interesting and intricate to play, but it's also, like, weird and interesting. Yeah, this whole record's fucking weird as shit. Um, <laughs> it's not even uh, their weirdest. Yeah, I bet, I bet. And the thing about about uh, to me, every song is a Les Claypool show in this record. How I was saying this is a Les Claypool record to me. Um, I think so. I think he is he's the most like obvious one. Like you see it, you hear it. It's like oh, he's going, he's doing bass stuff. It's crazy. But the guitar player is doing a lot of stuff that's like deceptively simple. Like you listen to it and you're like. Oh, that's simple. That's nothing. And then, like, you sit down and try to learn how to play it, and it's like, oh my god, he's reaching like ten frets to play this stupid chord. <laughs> yeah, like, like just... he's just doing crazy shit, but you just like you don't hear it because you like don't know how to play it. One of the cool things about this record, I mean, if you like Primus, is that it's unmistakably a Primus record. Oh yeah, like 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 you could hear Jerry's race car driver and then listen to this without knowing, but like, this is the same band. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because it's not, it's not saying that they sound the same. It's just that they ha- Les has such a distinctive way of playing that it's strange. Like every song, the to me, there's only one song where the bass isn't the star. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, let's go through it quick. How about that? For sure. Um, uh, we'll so it opens the- with "To Defy the Laws of Tradition," which that opens with a little intro of like a crowd cheering and it starts with the yyz uh 
Sound on the Drums, which is a sample from their live album that they made to fund this album. So this, a little this, bit of Primus song, lore there. This song has like three, like th- three different like parts, right? Yeah, this uh, album has a lot of songs like that where it's like very distinct parts within songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I going through the lyrics; they don't really mean anything to me. <laughs> um, uh, you Primus gotta break break tradition, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, suppose the tax man comes to town. You don't lay your money down. Yeah, who's going to hell? You know, really. Um, and then he I mean, uh, who's who's really sad up. on Christmas? The kids not getting the presents, or the people not making the money off the presents. What the fuck? And honestly, <laughs> I don't know that. You know, I'm sitting here in Capitol Hill, and I hope to be a bill someday. Yeah. He I does mean, a lot of like little non sequiturs in his stuff, and I. He does it later on, like, Too Many Puppies. He does it again on, uh, I forget what song it is, but the one where he, like, he just does a whole verse of talking about, like, Humpty Dumpty. Would you call Primus a metal band? They're listed as, like, funk metal on Wikipedia, but no, I wouldn't. They have a lot of, like, metal instrumentation. Like, the drummer does a lot of, like, double bass stuff, and he does crazy things. The, uh guitar player was in like the original death metal band yeah. um and uh less claypool was actually in a metal band before this as well um but it's like they're not playing metal like it's very clearly not metal music but they're maybe using like the metal toolkit <laughs> yeah if okay. that makes sense uh-huh um let's let's move on to groundhog's day yeah very laid back song for the first half <laughs> Uh, the first half, he he's sort of doing his best Danzig impression. You think so? <laughs> I thought so. Uh, I mean, this song's about getting dick, though, or get, getting trying to get laid. It looks like, you know. No, uh, it's well, about it's about hanging out. He wakes up, eats some cereal. But he says he wakes it. up. I felt a pain. He was hungry for some apple pie. Uh, still in the bathroom. Hung my hog for a little bit. Watched yeah, sleep he, out of my. He woke up and he wanted pie. He's a stoner. Like this. This is very. I think this song is very face value. And he hung his hog. Okay. He he jerked it. <laughs> and then he just eats eats checks. Like Primus does this a lot with just like he eats checks because he can't find pussy. I wouldn't say checks is that close to that. I'd say it's closer <laughs> to apple pie than it is. To... <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, and then like Primus likes to do these like slice of life songs where it's just like he does it later on like spaghetti western herald of the rocks just kind of like yeah this is what i'm doing right now i'm hanging out okay well i did i did write the that um it's a crazy song to me um i it does it, at the end there's this little machine gun blast that's kind of short i expect to go longer but uh machine gun i mean th- there's a lot of uh showboating and not a bad way i'm not saying showboating is bad they just show how good they are at their fucking instruments. Yeah, it just kicks into heavy yeah. jam. Yeah. And this song is amazing live. Like, they stretch oh, yeah? this song out to, like... Wait, I've you seen the live, right? Oh, yeah. A bunch of okay. times. They <laughs> Whenever they play this one, like, they stretch it out for a really long time. Uh, I've seen them jam it for, I don't know, like, 20 minutes sometimes. <laughs> and you're like, you're, your mouth is, like, wide open. Oh, uh, yeah, because it's amazing. And uh, a bunch of guys' girlfriends are like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you drag me to this? Yeah. I, uh, I took but a... this song also has some more Primus lore when it ends and it's like, hey, hey Bob Cock here. <laughs> um, that is also from 
their live album, but there's a guy, um, like just a friend of the band called Bob Cock, who, like, he was always kind of like their tour guy. I don't know, like, what his role was beyond being like a friend of the band. He would be like a, like their mouthpiece sometimes and like talk for him or introduce him at the shows. Um, but yeah, that's Bob Cock. He shows up on a later Primus album um, when they're doing a cover of Have a Cigar by mm. Pink Floyd. Um, he's his, he's name dropped once again. How much do you love Primus versus Ween? Versus Ween? Yeah. Oh, Primus is by far my favorite band. Oh, uh, like like this band second would be far behind Primus. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Like I love Ween, but mm-hmm. uh, my favorite of theirs, The Mollusk, I don't even think makes my top ten albums. How many Primus albums make your top ten albums? Um. So when I'm doing my top ten, I usually mm-hmm. try to do one album per band. Okay. But I would say. I think my top ten would probably be five or six Primus albums. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. Because they're all they're all very distinct. They're all different. They all have their own their own unique flavors. This one has the unique flavor on this one is that it's kind of basic for a Primus album. Um, later on, Les Claypool gets more basses. He gets like a fretless bass. He gets a six string bass. And they kind of add more sounds. They get a little bit weirder. Um, but this is kind of like very distilled down rockin' Primus. Okay. All right. So Too Many Puppies, right? Yeah. Uh, First I love, ever written by the band. It's a killer opening riff on this, by the way. I really mm-hmm. really enjoy the opening of this song. Uh, uh, again, through of non sequiturs, what is this? Too Many Puppies. He just talks about, about puppies with the guns in their hands, foreign lands, war machine. Uh yeah, this I, one I, has the uh, peanut about Mr. Peanut sitting on a railroad track, mind all flutter, and then he gets squished by the train and peanut butter. Yeah, I mean it's nice. Um, <laughs> so and this puppies. one, this one shows off. It doesn't show off so much the bass because um, the the riff is pretty simple, but the guitar solos are really weird and dissonant. It has like a dr- some drum solos at the end, and you can really get a sense of like, oh shit, these guys know what they're doing. We're talking about Too Many Puppies, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just not seeing that that lyric you just mentioned. It's not on the lyrics. It's it's what he says. He oh. like, he just says it like off the cuff at one point. Okay. <laughs> like he, he kind of uh-huh. it like pops in, uh, like it goes on like a break, and he just kind of like he's kind of like. Okay, yeah, because I heard that a lot. Of the like, yeah, that's what he's yeah. saying. That's his thing, man. Um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, young puppies. That's I mean, too many puppies. That's just chill. That's like kids in South the war. That's what I got from. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Very much just an anti-war yeah. song. Yeah, and um, it's a it's kind of silly song, <laughs> just the way it's it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but that that's primus for you. I mean. Yeah, there's always a little bit of, a little bit of goofiness, mixed in, even when they're talking about serious stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't think they take themselves too seriously, which is which is. Oh, uh, definitely not. Yeah. Um, um, but then we get to Mr. Know-It-All, yeah. which I think is my least favorite one on the album, but it has I mean, my yeah, favorite, it, it has oh, my favorite the, line. I, 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 uh, I think this is my favorite song on the record too. It's, uh, to me, it's the most accessible. Oh, this is your favorite. Yeah. This is my least favorite, Ooh. Ooh. but it has my favorite line. Hold on. I might've written some down. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this is not my, this is not my favorite song on the record. We'll get to that. But yeah, uh, sorry, I was looking at my notes. Uh, 
Um, I just I said I said it's the most accessible song. I would agree. Uh, yeah. I think the bass kind of gets a little repetitive because he's just kind of tapping two notes. Um, oh, so is your favorite line whatever rhymes with eloquent? Yep. Just <laughs> call me Mister Know It All. I am so eloquent. Perfection is my middle name, and whatever rhymes with eloquent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wrote that down. I love that one. That's that's such a perfect line. Yeah, it's unless is Mr. Note on this. Um, <laughs> it's it's a funny song, you know. He yeah, it's Copernicus. funny. It, it does some cool stuff. Like I definitely don't dislike the song. It's just my least favorite. Okay, uh, we can move ahead. Yeah, to Frizzle uh, Fry, the titular for, track. Yeah, um, Les drives everything in the song. It's a, I mean, Les to me is the song, except for the solo, which is not Les. But um, right. But uh, to me, this is like, like I guess he's a star. Also, song, but but to me, like he definitely shows off how much of a star he is in Frizzle Fry. Yeah, um, and this bass line in it is really creative, really weird. It's super fun to play. Um, whole songs about tripping on acid. So, you when did you get into Primus? What was your introduction introduction to them? I was in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. Pretty early on in high school. I must have been in like ninth grade. Um, and, uh, I mean, I knew them from like Tony Hawk and I tried to track them down, um, but I never knew what their name was. And then by some weird chance on the, it was super late at night. It must have been at like midnight or one in the morning on the local like cable access channel. Uh, Primus was playing at Red Rocks. So they were doing a thing where they're like, we'll interview Primus and then we'll show their videos. And I came in during Jerry was a race car driver and was like, oh, shit, I know this song. So I watched through the music video and then they kept playing all their videos. And I was like, this band fucking rules. (laughs) Um, And then do you know those? What was it? Uh, Those it was like CD catalogs that they'd send in the mail and you could. Yeah. Yeah. like uh, Yeah. Yeah. I know. I never fell victim to them. I bought one thing and it was Primus's Sailing the Seas of Cheese because it had two of the songs from the videos I saw. Okay. It was the last time Primus ever appeared in one of those catalogs. <laughs> like it was just such like a whirlwind of like I don't know, universe telling me I need to fucking listen to Primus. <laughs> well, hey man, like uh, you fell into the Primus hole, and um, you are deep in it. Yeah. Uh. Um. Yeah. But this, I like how how much the song changes after every passage. Love the jam at the end. Yeah, the solo, which I wrote down. I just wrote down so well. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you yeah, believe uh, in Captain Crunch, though? I, I actually do. I have some in my pantry, I think. <laughs> Crunch berries, not oops all berries, though. I should have I gotten that. Oops ball um, bearings. <laughs> uh, John the Fisherman is the next one. Yeah, uh, this is I, part to me, one. This, to me, this is a song groove. It's a groove song. I love this song. Yeah, it's, the, it's part one of the Fisherman Chronicles, which... Uh, they show up on later albums. Uh, Sailing the Seas of Cheese has Fish On. Um, Pork Soda has Old Diamondback Sturgeon. They they just kind of sing about fishing every so often. Uh, I think Last Salmon Men show up on Green Nagahide. Um, just songs about fishing. Single, yeah, right? it has a really cool video. And uh, did, is there fishing in the video? Oh yeah, they're they're playing on a boat that's riding through the water. Part of it's animated. I think a lot of it was drawn by Les Claypool. Okay. Uh, which, this song showed up in Guitar Hero 2, 
which is the best oh, Guitar Hero. So, okay. coincidence? I think what, not. What did you have a Guitar Hero on? Uh, PS2. Yeah, yeah. How, how good were you at it? Amazing. Oh, you were? Okay. Oh, I played, I played Expert. Oh, look at you go, man. Uh, see, and now like, I switched uh, to Rock Band, and I play Expert on drums. Ooh. Um, are you a better Guitar Hero than you are Guitar Playing? Oh, definitely. Okay, all right. I was I was shitty guitar hero, but I just then I, I like uh I just pick up my guitar and play something like look at that it sounds like it's supposed to, but uh-huh. um <laughs> but uh, I I was a uh, pretty good. My name is Jonas, which I think good is the song. first one. Yeah, no, I was playing like Psychobilly Freakout and Institutionalized. Did you do Dragon Force? Uh, no, I kind of fell off a little bit for Guitar Hero Three. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean that was like that was too hard. <laughs> But I got close. All right. Um, John the Fisherman, about fishing. Uh, yeah. yeah. And a guy I mean, named John who fished. Yeah, a guy named John. And apparently it's a, probably the most personal song you get in the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a quote from him where he's like, I write about things I know so I don't come off sounding like a dumbass. And he's like, I know about fishing. So it shows up a lot. And the next song is sort of an interstitial mm-hmm. that bleeds bleeds into uh, the toys go winding down. But I really like uh, the classy can't kill Michael Moy. Yeah, how- which fun little trivia fact about that. I think the producer on this album did the "You Can't Kill Michael Malloy," which is a from his band, uh, and they just like cut it down and put it as like a little interlude track. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it. I mean, it's a good way to break up the record, mm-hmm. which goes into my favorite song on the record. Toys go winding down. Great song. Yeah, my- yeah, it's my favorite song on the record. I think um, the guitar really shines on this one. It does. It it's kind of carrying the melody. I mean, the way it starts out is. I mean, the way it starts out, it it it, it transforms into a rock song. Yeah. Um. From from the uh from the uh opening of the ending of you can't come like a one because they bleed into each other. They sure sell sure sell share the same melody until a point. Yeah, but, has a fun little like acoustic guitar intro yeah and i so i i really enjoyed this song quite a bit it's um my favorite song on the record it's great uh it's, it's put in time <laughs> yeah. well the lyric I, I like the lyrics a lot uh you know just kind of like kind of nostalgia along with just like things are getting worse in you know like the place you grew up i love the little like scat line skedaddle didi yeah <laughs> skedaddle dowdy day <laughs> Um, you get a little uh, a little break in there, and there's a mm-hmm. cameo from the stand-up bass, and then you get this little like stand-up bass and electric guitar or electric bass like call and response thing that I like quite a bit. It's an interesting song, and I I I, I um I remember telling my wife I fucking love this song like halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I um, I like it a lot. Okay, all right. Um, moving on to pudding time. More pudding more talk time. about pudding. Yeah. Uh, more song about pudding. Um, <laughs> Because he, he references it uh, in Toys of the Down, but then he's like, now it's fucking pudding time. And, um, <laughs> and uh, whatever, Dad, but I wrote down something. Um, oh, yeah, I love the guitar, the waka waka. The yeah. Uh, it's really cool watching him play this one live because he's like all over the, the fretboard. He has those little like screechy bits at the end, which he's doing by, you know, hitting the strings really close to the to the nut, like up on the head <laughs> and, of the guitar. Yeah. And it has a, it has a really... um. Really primus thing, which is a uh, sort of like kind of not singing but talking, yeah, mu- mu- more muttering. 
uh, lots of muttering going on on this <laughs> on this uh, on this song. Yeah, uh, which very is rhythmic like, though. Yeah, very rhythmic, but but very muttery. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a Primus thing. If I mean to me, uh, the, the little I know about Primus, but I mean Jerry <laughs> Rice. I don't think I don't think I could have told what the words were. It said he said money, money over and over again at one point. Um, yeah, money, money, money to buy you things. Daddy's gonna buy you a diamond ring. Typically not my room. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I like putting time. It used to be my favorite on this album. It's, it's all right. It's not your favorite anymore. No, that'll be coming up soon after this next song, I believe. Um, Which is so, also an interstitial, right? Yeah, they they do get a little heavy-handed with the filler and interstitial songs at some point. Like they hit pork soda and they end the album with two filler songs. It's uh, like a, yeah. it's like an outro and a filler, and it's like guys, stop. <laughs> So the thing I get from this song is just this and that, like because that that's the only part I can make out of Saddington willing be. Willing uh, I like that part because it like pans back and forth between uh, the speakers. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's it's got like bits about like censorship. Saddington Willoughby is a legislator, you know, banning use of things, and mm-hmm. I think I've looked it Didn't up we? before, but I don't remember who he is. And then we get the spaghetti western, which is not spelled the way spaghetti is. But it, I know, um, and I didn't realize it was spelled wrong. Um, well, I looked at the the Wikipedia and was like, "Oh, that's stupid." They spelled it wrong on here. And then I, I looked at the back of my copy of the album. I was like, "Fuck, they spelled it wrong." I wrote down, "Less is a genius." Uh, <laughs> when I heard this song, uh-huh. this I is also, my favorite I also, song. I said, "I also put talking about TV and shit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, they mentioned Laurel Hardy and they talk about uh, it talks about masturbating at one point. Yep. Um, well, it's more um, of a question: Do I go to sleep? Do I masturbate? Which yeah. I went to, but uh, he doesn't want to because he's he's already watched through all of his videos. This was a time where everything it was on tape. He couldn't just hop okay. online. Oh yeah, mine's done by THC. Apparently, he he was uh he was he was smirking derp. Yeah, fucking dope, fucking derp doper. Um, um so. This is this song is the reason I don't listen. I didn't listen to this on vinyl because uh, okay. mine scratched during this song. So when you get to the jammy bit at the end, it it's it not skips, but it gets stuck in a groove uh, when he's doing like a bass uh, fill. Okay, so it's just like boo de doo de doo boo de doo de doo over over again. <laughs> and every time it seems like every time I listen to it, I'm stuck in somewhat of like a compromising situation when it comes on. So, like, oh, yeah. one time, my cat was cuddling with me and on my chest, and I was like, well, I really don't want to get up because this is really cute. So I listened to that little, like, three-second loop over and over again. It's happened before while I was pooping. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you're like, I guess I guess this is the soundtrack of my of my predicament here. Have you ever had a cat on you? And uh, you're, you're sitting there to actually do something, and you go, it can't cat on me. Yeah. Oh, constantly. Yeah, yeah that's like, that's like a... I've grabbed cats and put them on me before. So oh, so it can't. Get... cat on me, look. <laughs> yep, yep. Don't want to... Uh, but this, so- this song's also kind of in two parts. It's You got the part with the lyrics, uh, where it's kind of like this drum beat, and uh, the guitar and the bass are just kind of almost like setting up an atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 again, this shows how great the guitar playing is in this record. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I feel like Les, he, he uh, gave enough... Enough space for all the instruments to shine, um, even though yeah, he they is. all work together really yeah. well. So he um, wasn't he was he wasn't hogging at all. No, 
I I love the line in this one about the funny thing about weekends when you're unemployed. They don't mean quite so much. So if you get to hang out with your working friends. Yeah, that's that's a one hundred percent true. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's pretty similar to uh, to being stuck in quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Weekends don't mean quite so much because it's the same as your working days if you're not working. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just miss <laughs> it. I don't even know how to. I just don't even know what to say about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get to uh, Herald of the Rocks. Which is another kind of like slice of life song, but this one kind of has more of a message to it about his friends getting into meth, <laughs> which is another theme for Primus. Uh, they have a lot of songs about people doing meth. Also, it's a spoken word in this one, like another Primus thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I put, yeah, I mean, this, he does that a bunch. Um, I do like the, 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 the bass line in this quite a bit. It's the first thing I can like sort of assume the pop pop slap uh, sort of thing, which mm-hmm. is more apparent in this song. It just seems like yeah, it's um yeah. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> uh, this song has a really cool jam in it, um, which also jams really well live. Like they stretch this one out for a really long time. The uh, the line where the guy says this guy's pretty bizarre, Gus. Uh, they say it's by a guy named Stan, and they got Stan on the album to say, this guy's pretty bizarre, Gus. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd give my, uh, I'd be into that. Oh, yeah. Um, someone <laughs> pulled me in the hall from a corn to can you say this? Oh, uh, yeah, sure, I can do that. I just love, I like, I love all the nicknames, you know, Swamper and Greenie, who end up getting into <laughs> meth with Harold, and he's just like, what a what couple of Win- dumb shits. Well, Windy O. Yeah, Windy O was there too, but she didn't yeah, get into yeah. meth. His name's uh, Snapper, or Snappy, Snap, Dad. Snap Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, that's uh, yeah. That's like the last kind of real song on the album. Uh, you get into uh, To Defy, which is like an outro track, which is kind of like a remix of the opening they, they kinda, track. They kind of rock out a little bit on this one, right? Mm-hmm. To Defy is like a short rock out, and then and we then, get to we get into like the to the last song, two songs on the record. Hello, Skinny in Constantinople. Yeah, which is a cover. Oh, of what? Uh, two songs by The Residents. Oh. Which I think, I think this is also like a bonus track, which is why I said Harold was like the last real song, because this uh, wasn't on like the original pressing of the album. This came out after, uh, like on like later pressings of the album. So I don't even know when the cover was recorded, uh, but now it's kind of, it's now just like part of this album. Um, do, do you uh, listen to it when you have the record? Or do you? Oh, definitely. Really? Oh. The the cover is amazing, and I love yeah. the residents. Um, this song actually got me into the residents. Look at you go, man! I know. Primus pretty much colored most of my uh, like music listening habits for like ten years. It was like everything I listened to was like tertiarily related to Primus in some way. Is Wing tertiarily related to Primus? Yeah, they've yeah. they've jammed together every so often. They've toured with each other. Because um, yeah. I feel like if you like Wing, you like Primus. That seems to be like a a, uh, a thing that happens. Yeah, they work really well together. Um, my first band in high school used to cover this version of this cover. <laughs> <laughs> we covered a cover, but uh, yeah, it was really fun. So I used to play, um, I can still play, uh, Hank Williams Jr. is all my really, really friends that have settled down. Uh-huh. But I used to cover Elliot Smith's cover of that. <laughs> um, 
Which is it's a great cover. It really is. It's um, it's not near as douchey. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, that I, was Frizzle Fry. Frizzle Fry. Um, and it's your second favorite Primus record. No, I think it's maybe like my third or fourth favorite. Okay, but it's it's your favorite in 1990. Yeah. yeah, best album in 1990. All right. Well, that's um. I think it's time for us to draw another category. Is that right? Yeah. Well, another thing about this album. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I used to I used to know how to play every song on this album on bass. Oh really? Uh-huh. Fuck really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. How long did that take you, pal? A long time. All I used to do was listen to Primus and play bass. Now you play guitar. Yeah. You. you I can still probably play some of them. Okay. I need to well, practice a little bit. I'm not as quick with my fingers anymore. I I gotta be honest, man. Uh, it's not for me. Um, <laughs> I don't. Well, think I guess I'm just gonna have to show you the rest of them. I I know. Maybe, maybe you'll get me, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't see myself going back to visit this. Um, I do think it's a weird. It's kind of a weird starting point. Um, because it's not. It's not really the primus you expect. Yeah. Um. But it's. I mean, it's it's one of my favorites. But I'm my gonna keep pushing primus. My wife did look at me and say, what the fuck are we listening to? I said, Primus. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything bad about what we're listening to. I just said, we're listening to Primus. And then she's like, why? And I'm like, oh, this is the, uh, this the, uh, I gotta sign this record. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm gonna listen to it though. Um, so, uh, Frizzle Fry, Primus, 1990. Yep. Uh, I don't have the hat near me. Give me three seconds. Go get it. Oh, I hear it. Okay, got the paper hat. Are you ready to see what our next is, uh, next to category? I'm always ready. Okay, hit um, me. We, what we're doing next is, huh? The uh, album is different sound than the rest, so that means uh, basically uh, red herring of a record by a band. Like that sounds completely yeah. different from the rest of stuff. Yeah, something like that. Just something that kind of stands out as being different from the rest of their discography yeah so that that is next and i i got a few that come to mind immediately so yeah <laughs> we'll see how i do on this one i had a specific one in mind and then i'm like oh wait it's not on anything because the band hates it <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh are you the person that are you hating the record itself i mean you probably like it uh, i've never listened to it. it it was one of those like oh it might be fun to like check this out together because he might not, he might not know it even exists. Is it a band I know? Uh, yeah. Like really? Like, 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 I'm a fan. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll text you so, that after. Okay. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> all right. So, um, what else you got going on? Um, I'm in a band called Smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are on Bandcamp. We do the intro and the outro music for this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. both our albums are free. If you like what the intro and the outro sound like please feel free to check us out uh what what about you i uh do another podcast weekly called movies that don't suck and some that do uh we're in quarantine right now but we are still watching movies and they're streaming picks like the stuff that came out within the last year or so Mm -hmm. uh so if you're uh overwhelmed with choices during this time uh you can listen to our podcast and find some good probably find some good stuff Unless we make bad choices of what to watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, movies that don't suck and some that do, we're everywhere this podcast can be found as well. 
Awesome. Uh, yeah, we've done that. 200, um, not 200. 100 and almost 120 episodes, probably that time to come out. Holy crap. So, yeah. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. So, that's um, the, the, So, when are you guys watching Veronica? Uh, I gotta bring it up to Neil. See if <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I mean, Neil's tastes are new metal. I mean, fun of all time. But, Danzig's uh, there. Yeah, Danzig will fit that. I'll see if he wants to watch Veronica. And um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I can't wait to make fun of it, honestly. Uh, it, oh, it'll I, be great. So, I, I do have a to tell one people not to watch a movie called Mrs. Serial Killer. Okay. It's fucking awful. It's it's a god awful movie. Well, I haven't um, watched it, so you got and, uh, some For some reason, people like the wrong missing. I'm not one of them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just a, I'm a snob like that. But yeah, uh, th- that was um, that was a uh, best albums you were born. Uh, cool. I'm glad it went well. Yeah. Yeah. Glad I made you listen to Primus. Yeah, well, I'm sure that won't be the last one. Nope. <laughs> All right, uh, that was record night. I'm Chris. I'm Ryan. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.